Okay, guys, I have a very special guest with me today. She's the first ever like uh, published author and poet. I found her through some like some of the organizations that I work because I'm a writer and editor for To Be Asian and the Asian Cafe. And I found her and apparently we were supposed to kind of do something kind of last year towards the end. But, you know, like school got in the way. It's OK. It's OK. But give it up for Callista, guys. Wow. Thank you so much for having me here. This is such an amazing opportunity. I love your podcast. I'm honored to be here. Oh, my God. No, the female <laughs> empowerment. But, <laughs> but can you tell them a little bit about yourself? Because, you know, they know they may not know who you are. But as I said, guys, she's a published author and poet. <laughs> Yes, of course. Um, I am currently a senior at University of Maryland, Baltimore County, and I am studying public health with an Asian studies minor. So sadly, nothing with English or creative writing. Um, but I do consider poetry as kind of like a, a side passion, kind of like a best friend type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what really built my identity and who I am now is just poetry is always there with me despite where I am and what I'm going through. Oh, oh my God. Even though she's <laughs> not like majoring in English or anything, guys, I think you need to read her book, which she will talk about a little bit more as we talk. But I don't know. Let's start off the interview with like some basic borderline questions of like, what made you get into writing? I love that question. I think it started when I was a sophomore in high school. Mm -hmm. I was um, moving from Vietnam to Seoul, South Korea. Wow. And she said international. I, yes. Um, I was always moving a lot as a child. And so mm -hmm. I was just a lost girl. I was a new kid and being a sophomore, especially in the middle of high school, it, it can be kind of scary sometimes. For sure. And so during that process, I was walking down the hallways one day and I was like, hmm, what is Speech and Debate Club? And so I started to join Speech and Debate and I discovered this huge passion for the poetry section. And mm -hmm. what I did was I did a lot of performances of reciting other poets' work and et cetera. And I was like, wait, I really love poetry. I want to write uh -huh. some of my own. And from that moment on, I started to write a lot about my feelings, my experiences of someone who's moved to many places all the time. And then I discovered that writing is so much more than just like essays or research papers. It's mm -hmm. from the heart and mm -hmm. it can be fun and beautiful at the same time. It definitely can. And when I was reading some of your previous interviews, you mentioned how you you've like moved every like three years. I think it was like you were, like you said, international, like kind of in Vietnam and then in Korea and everything. So I found that very interesting because I think you have a very like broad perspective. And I think that really shows in your writing. So, oh my God, I'm excited to hear what she has to say in our next half, guys, when she recites one of her poems. But um, what inspired you to write This Is It Then? That this is your second book next to your first book, um, A Splash of Yellow? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I think it's it started when the pandemic had just started. Mm -hmm. So it was around March of 2020. I had just been informed that I needed to go home, be off of campus and et cetera. 
And so obviously with everyone dealing with that struggle and trying to adapt to the this difficult time, I noticed there was a lot of anti-Asian racism that was happening. And um, I would open up my phone and it'd just be flooding my newsfeed. It would be on the news all the time. And it was mm-hmm. just really, really overwhelming and honestly reminded me a lot of the times of being an Asian American in the United States. Mm-hmm. So I knew I wanted to channel all of that energy into poetry. I mm-hmm. recently beforehand had a huge writer's block. I was like, I'm not going to write another book. It's not going to happen. I'm never going to write poetry again. And then the pandemic happened and I was reading everything on my phone. I was like, I'm going to write about this. This is what's happening. And that's what inspired me. And throughout that process, um, I think it was also just very, very therapeutic at the same time. It's like I needed it. Yeah. I think during that time i mean it's still going on right now with everything i mean because we're still in a pandemic but i think during like the peak of it there was just a lot of um anti-asian racism and it was hard to see because i think during that time i think i wanted to write a little bit too but then i was a little kind of i don't know it was it was a lot of like emotions to process because this i feel like this was kind of the first time for asian americans to feel excluded i mean yes in the past it's like history will tell but I think now that it's coming back it's very like prevalent so I'm glad you wrote this is it and uh, I don't know this quick plug but where can they buy it at you know (laughs) (laughs) you can definitely purchase it on Amazon both books okay okay and then speaking back to like your writer's block then um Mm -hmm. how did you overcome it because I think even though we're in quarantine and everyone's like I want to try a lot of different things nobody really does because we (laughs) kind of get too comfortable and it's hard to find that motivation or inspiration to do something so how did you overcome your writer's block I agree I think it's really really hard when I think I remember at the beginning of quarantine, this is a side topic, but I was like, I'm going to learn knitting. And for months, I was not making the effort to learn how to knit. Exactly. And then finally, last month, I was like, I'm going to get some knitting needles. I'm going to get some yarn. Uh-huh. I fell in love with it. <laughs> I love it. I think um, finding little things to do during quarantine just makes it a little bit more bearable. But yes. besides that, going back on topic, I would say writer's block is so incredibly difficult. I wish I had a set solution to how to overcome it. I think mm-hmm. it's different for a lot of poets. But for me specifically, I would say when I overcame it, I always feel a strong sense of inspiration. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's really hard to take that inspiration and turn it into something like a really great poem that you're proud of. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I have a running document um, on my Google Drive that is just random lines of poetry that I just think of. Or if I'm having a conversation with someone and they say something really cool and I'm like, I really like that. I will literally pull out my phone and just write down that line. Take notes. Take notes. Taking notes. Taking (laughs) Um, notes. I think it's the best, like having random bursts of inspiration throughout the day is just a great way to write it down. So that way when you revisit it on a night you want to write, it's right there for you and you don't have to think so hard anymore. Okay, and we're back, guys. After some technical difficulties during break, <laughs> we are back and running. So now, Calista, if you can take it away, share one poem right off the bat. Perfect, yes. 
The title of my poem is called An Asian Poem is the First Thing You Run to During a Pandemic. If these words were to fill the void of the lost blood and frightened children, this poem are the souls of those who were too scared to speak up. Go back to where you came from, cuts our throats, leaves us in an alley so dark. Where does the flashlight guide if we no longer want to go home? The world consumed us and threw us up on the ground with our bodies limp. Our souls soared into the sky and begged for the hands of others. Yet we were left there to die. Oh my God, snaps, guys. Snaps, snaps, snaps. <laughs> you no okay i don't okay give us the genius segment behind it what did you you mentioned the pandemic of course we mentioned that a little bit but was there anything really that stuck out to you like graphically violently in the media because i mean there was a lot but what was one that you saw like a picture or video that got you like really enraged and you're like i need to write this I vividly remember, I can't remember the full story, so please don't take me on accuracy right now, uh-huh. but um, I would say it was when I was on on some news page online and I had heard about um, this woman who was just walking, maybe it was New York, and she, have you heard about the story where she was maybe throwing acid on her? I think so. I, I don't know if it was Philly or New York. I remember the one with the grandma at the bus stop and then she got kicked in the face. I thought that's the one you're talking about, but I vaguely do remember the one about her being, about the grandma being thrown with acid. Yes, I think there was a story like that. I think there were many, many instances, so I can't pinpoint on a specific one, mm-hmm. um, but I think that one was the most prevalent in my in my head and I was like, I need to write about that. And that's, mm. it was really frustrating for me to see that. Yeah. but oh my god snaps for that guys (laughs) when she said the blood cuts a throat it's said Mm -hmm. to go home it hits deep guys see she was cutting me with her words (laughs) but last question we're at the end guys um what is some advice do you have for writers who want to kind of do what you do um i would say advice i would say confidence Mm-hmm. I every time somebody asks me like what would you give some advice for a poet or a fellow writer <laughs> I think it's so easy to say to have confidence in yourself mm-hmm. um because it's so much harder and imposter syndrome kicks in yes. and also insecurities kick in especially with poetry mm-hmm. but I think it's so important to highlight that even if you're not 100% proud of your work being confident in it despite like being accepting of the poem's flaws knowing that you could improve more in the future and knowing that poetry is super subjective and that some people won't like your poems and other people absolutely love it and you can't please everybody Mm -hmm. and even if you're not planning to write a book or if you are or if you never want the world to see the things you write in your phone at four in the morning it is so important that your poetry that you're still confident with it that even if it's for you and that even if no one will ever see it that you still give it the love that you think the poem will give to you um that kind of comfort that you feel at four in the morning right because when we when we write poems we write it because we want to feel some kind of release or some sort of way to feel comfort from it from the words that you're writing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and 
it can't give you that same amount of comfort if you don't give it the amount of love that it's giving you back. And so being confident despite anything and everything that you write is so, so important. but this is the end guys i'm kind of sad calista's leaving like her advice go like keep replaying that advice i think i'll make just a post specifically about her words because <laughs> she was oh my god yes but how was it like being on calista i hope you had a great time and everything she's a busy woman so <laughs> i absolutely loved being here i think it's what I needed today and made my day honestly so thank you oh. Oh. okay but um where can they find you what are your plugs you know this is the ending is always for plugs of anything I love that um you can find me on Instagram with at Calista underscore Ogburn and you can also find me on my website Calista-Ogburn.com um if you are listening to this I just want to say that we can be friends so please don't hesitate to email me instagram message me we can be best friends we can call every single week and talk about all things poetry or just life in general so please feel free to reach out yes go reach out to calista because i did that and look where we are now but yes <laughs> I love as, it. as always i'll have everything linked and you can go follow this podcast at on spotify and apple Podcasts, and then you can go follow the instagram at what's on christmas mind podcast but bye guys Thank you.